This is a weekend edition of Bigger Pockets Daily. I'm your host, Tyler. This is the show where we read you a real estate article every day, 365 days a year. Because you can't read the Bigger Pockets blog when you're brushing your teeth or doing the books. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. How to Buy Great Deals from Wholesalers as the End Buyer by Andrew Sirios Wholesale real estate has a controversial reputation and has even faced legislative restrictions in various places, such as Oklahoma and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Regardless of the legal and ethical considerations, however, wholesaling can be done in an above-board way. Furthermore, wholesalers can provide some very good deals for end buyers. Unfortunately, most of their leads aren't any good, and it's rare to get one you can fully burr out of, or, you know, for example, 75% ARV. But they do have some great deals, particularly the quality wholesalers. And you'll quickly discover that Pareto's principle is doubly true with wholesalers. A small number do the vast majority of the deals. However, 
To have success buying from quality wholesalers, it's important to know how to approach buying from them. Understanding what's important to a wholesaler. So one of the first things wholesalers try to do is build their buyer's list as big as possible. Then they quickly learn that most of those buyers are unreliable. I wrote an article way back in 2014 on what wholesalers can learn from end buyers. So it's important to narrow your buyer's list. This way, you know these people can actually close and the buyers actually feel like they're getting a good deal versus a piece of spam. So just as a large majority of wholesale deals, particularly the good ones, are done by a small number of wholesalers, the large majority of wholesale deals are sold to a handful of end buyers. Pareto's principle applies once again. I've heard this same story from just about every successful wholesaler I know. Wholesaler Sam Craven, for example, noted on the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast that we have a buyer's list of 990 people, I think, at this point, but 90% of our properties are sold to the same five or six people. Another wholesaler puts it like this. With a smaller list of buyers, it's easier for you to get to know each one, their likes and dislikes, and then just begin to foster a long-term relationship. Think of yourself as the custom deal locator or seller. Don't get caught up in thinking that this numbers game is all about massive lists of buyers. You need to cultivate a quality list of legitimate buyers whom you know are primed to act. So, what this means is that wholesalers, at least the good ones, are predominantly looking for a handful of high-quality investors that they can sell multiple properties to. This might be disheartening if you are just getting started or don't have the capital or desire to close more than one deal a year or something along those lines. That by no means makes it impossible to buy from a wholesaler, though. While it will put you at a disadvantage, Wholesalers are not dead set on only selling to a handful of investors, and they always want to find that next consistent buyer as there will always be some churn amongst their best customers. And even if you just buy one a year, you can still work your way to the top by providing what they really want, someone who can actually close. Being able to close quickly it's important to remember that wholesalers get a property under contract with the ability to assign that contract to another buyer at a higher price. They then make the spread between the price they have it under contract for and what they can assign it to the end buyer for. Thereby, wholesalers are usually under the gun to close a property. So, the ability of an end buyer to close quickly is essential. The faster you can close, the better as wholesalers will often want to close within 7 to 14 days. Furthermore, sometimes they have a hard deadline and need to close by a certain date. From time to time, wholesalers can push that date back with the seller, but many times they can't. And if they cannot move the close date, they will lose their earnest money and any potential money the deal could have made. This means it's critical to be able to close reliably. Wholesale deals are usually not the ones you will want to, or be able to, get a bank loan on with a 30-day close and 15-day inspection period. <laughs> Therefore, if you want to go after wholesale deals, it's important to either have cash on hand, find a private lender, or a hard money lender who can close quickly, or use a HELOC. In addition, it's not only important to be able to close, it's important to actually close. Usually, wholesalers won't give you an inspection period for due diligence. Sure, you can do some, 
but whatever earnest money you put down is usually hard on day one. One wholesaler we do a lot of business with demands $5,000 earnest money that goes hard on day one. Now, if you find something really bad with the property, you should ask to retrade on the price or even back out. After all, everything is negotiable. But generally, that's a no-go and certainly not going to win any points with the wholesaler for the next deal. And the next deal is really important, as we'll discuss later. Indeed, there was one deal in which my due diligence on a property found a broken sewer line. Ugh. I could have backed out, but the deal still made sense. Barely. And I wanted to stay at the top of the wholesaler's list, so we closed. But it's important to do what you can to maintain your relationships with good wholesalers. This also means you should add a contingency to your repair estimate that accounts for the fact that your due diligence will usually be limited. Be ready for unexpected repairs. If that means you need to offer less than what the wholesaler lists the price at, do so. And yes, you can offer less than what a wholesaler is asking for. They usually have some room to negotiate. Speed. Of course, most wholesale deals suck, so you will have to see a lot of garbage leads in your email inbox. But that's just part of the job. So, I try to get on as many wholesaler lists as possible by reaching out to them on the Bigger Pockets forums or at our Real Estate Investors Association meetings. They also reach out to you quite often, and then I check those emails as they come in throughout the day and reach out immediately on any that seem interesting. With emailed leads, it's important to be fast. I don't recommend blind offers, but you should be ready to get up and go to the ones that look good as soon as possible. Sometimes they'll have open houses or group showings, in which case it can be hard to get a good deal. But oftentimes, if you're fast, you can get to the good deals before anyone else and thereby actually get a good deal. What's more important here than the deal, though, is that once you get that first deal, you can build trust and move up that wholesaler's list of favorite buyers. Getting to the top of the list. Getting to or even near the top of a wholesaler's list can be very lucrative. Oftentimes, wholesalers want to get a deal done with someone they know will close, especially when they have a hard close date or an odd deal. They also want to keep their best buyers happy. If they send each one out to their whole list and do an open house, they're basically just a real estate agent trying to get the highest offer possible, which is the biggest criticism of wholesalers. In such cases, you can rarely get a good deal. Wholesalers become a really good source of deals when you can get near the top of those lists. When wholesalers start calling you with potential deals that you alone have first dibs on, as opposed to just having you as one of hundreds on a mass email campaign, that's when you get the best deals. Let's conclude things for today. To be successful with wholesalers, the key things are to get yourself in a position where you can close without a bank loan, preferably quite quickly, and be flexible enough to call on and visit interesting properties quickly. Build in a rehab contingency and stick to your word when under contract, unless you find something really bad, of course, and try to work your way up the best wholesalers list to be one of their top buyers. If you can do this, Wholesalers become less of a means of filling your inbox with spam and more of a means of finding a consistent stream of quality deals. There you have it. 
You can find a link to that article in the show description. Sometimes the discussions in the comments section are just as insightful as the article itself. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and don't worry, we've got more shows in the pipeline to get you in the right state of mind going into this next week.